Hello everyone. Welcome to Voice of the Wild, an environment and wildlife podcast initiative by Naturalist Foundation. This is the second season, episode 4 of the podcast. With this podcast, we bring you closer to the world of wildlife conservation, scientific research and government environmental policy. I am Muskan Fakir and I'll be your speaker for today. Today I'll be talking about how proper recycling of e-waste and urban mining is good for nature, methane seeps found in Antarctica, and tiger pangolin farming done in Myanmar. So, without making you all wait, let's get started. E-waste or electronic waste is created when an electronic product is discarded after the end of its use. E-waste is considered one of the fastest growing waste market around the world fueled by the exponential growth of personal items such as mobile phones, computers, televisions, etc., rapid change in technology, falling price and planned low lifespan of electronics results in creation of very large amount of e-waste around the globe. According to the census conducted, 44.7 million metric tons and 50 million metric tons of e-waste was generated globally in the year 2016 and 2018 respectively. An increase of 5.3 million metric tons is seen in just 2 years. Among the countries which produce largest amount of e-waste, India is positioned 5th, generating 3 million metric tons of e-waste per year. In countries like USA and Europe, recycling a computer costs 20 US dollars, but in India it costs 2 US dollars. Low recycling costs attracts e-waste from countries such as Europe, USA, Southeast Asia and Middle East. While India emerges as a technology powerhouse, poverty, cheap labor and corruption makes it prime market for dumping e-waste. Despite the ban on import from developing countries, e-waste continues to pour in India. Traditionally, e-waste has been discarded informally to kabadiwalas, an unorganized sector that involves dangerous manual labor and no proper safety standards. Recycling workers, both men and women, as well as children, are exposed to hazardous metals such as cadmium, lead, and mercury. In order to obtain precious metals such as gold, silver, and copper from the electronics, everything is burned and dumped into open fields. The emission of fumes, gases and particulate matter into the air, the discharge of liquid waste into water and drainage system and the disposal of hazardous waste contributes to environmental degradation. This waste then enters the soil crop food pathway consumed by both animals and humans. Recycling is an essential element to manage e-waste. When recycling is carried out properly, it greatly reduces the leakage of toxic materials into the environment and mitigates against the exhaustion of natural sources urban mining is also one of those essential elements to manage e-waste alongside recycling urban mining is the process of reclaiming raw materials and precious metals from spent products electronic waste etc did you know that your mobile phones and electronic devices that you throw away can be turned to gold Well, urban mining is a way to make it possible. A ton of e-waste and mobile phones that we throw away each day can contain more amount of gold and precious metals than a gold ore. It's okay to say that our waste is worth a lot of money. In today's day, with the demand of raw materials and precious metals increasing with the growing population, it has become harder to ignore the fact that recycling and urban mining is the future and will help us thrive. 
this has become a significant concept to plan the future for a sustainable earth. As burning of e-waste is causing risk of global warming, methane seeps found underneath the ocean bed also play a role in warming our atmosphere. For the first time, a team of marine ecologists have discovered an active leak of methane gas beneath the ice sheets of Antarctica. The discovery has set the alarming calls on the warming of the icy continent. Methane is a greenhouse gas and ranks second among the most abundant greenhouse gases that can effectively warm our atmosphere. Polar regions like Antarctica and Arctic are rapidly warming regions of the world. The melting of ice glaciers into the polar region can result in significant sea level rise across the world. According to a recent study, Ross Sea in the Antarctica has a methane gas reservoir which is first of such kind which still has an active seepage. The Ross Sea and the area in which the seep was discovered has been studied by scientists for more than 60 years but the seep was not active until 2011. Antarctica is estimated to hold 25% of Earth's total marine methane. The reason for the emergence of new seep remains a mystery. Vast reservoirs of methane gas can be found in each and every ocean of the globe. Most methane in the ocean water is protected from leaking into the atmosphere as the microbes present in the seabed consume it, thus limiting the escape. These microbes keep consuming the methane leak throughout the oceans found in the world. But when these microbes are not able to completely consume the gas, it escapes into the atmosphere and that's how the methane seep happens. This is the case with the first known active methane leak in the Antarctica. As per the study, the active methane leak is found in cinder cone side within Ross Sea, a 10 meter deep area that hosts a 70 meter long white patch of microbial mass. Scientists suggest that the presence of microbial mass is usually a sign of methane seep. Moreover, the microbes found in Antarctica are different from the other oceans and have slower growth rates, resulting into a leak. The study noted that the methane-eating microbes found in Antarctica take at least 5 years to respond to the leak and even then, they do not consume the gas completely. Researchers have discovered two active seeps in the same region of Antarctica. If such leak continues, the presence of methane can produce a large amount of heat over Antarctica and globally, thus increasing the melting of ice. Methane holds the potential to accelerate global warming by more than 50 times compared to similar amounts of carbon dioxide. The study gives researchers a new understanding of the methane cycle and how that process might differ in Antarctica compared to other places on the planet. Many climatic studies which examine the rate at which the continent is heating and predict its future trends have also not considered the methane sea. As per research, the average time taken by a molecule of methane to be completely removed from the atmosphere is approximately 9 years. Therefore, the vicious cycle, warming accelerating ice melting, melting leading to methane leak, and methane enhancing warming, could pose a major risk to global warming in the near future. Now, let's talk about a law passed by Myanmar's Forest Department to apply for license by private zoos to breed endangered species in captivity. Myanmar, which is a Southeast Asian nation, is hub for illegal trafficking of wildlife. The neighboring country China has huge demands and due to that the trade is flourishing. As per the reports, 
This wildlife trafficking business of Myanmar has become so widespread with an estimated worth of 20 billion US dollars worldwide. Forest Department of Myanmar has given permission to private zoos to apply for license to breed 90 species out of which 20 are endangered or critically endangered. Conservationists have warned a sudden change in Myanmar's law allowing the commercial farming of tigers, pangolins and other endangered species risk further fuel demand in China for rare wildlife products. Forest Department explained it as a way to help reduce poaching of wild species and illegal breeding. The decision taken by Myanmar's government and its forest department is going to be a threat for various endangered and critically endangered species such as tigers who are 22 left in Myanmar, pangolins, elephants and various vulture species. Along with these species, critically endangered Ayurvedi dolphin and Siamese crocodile can now also be bred for their meat and skin. Conservation groups such as World Wildlife Fund and Fauna and Flora International said that commercial trade has been shown to increase illegal trade in wildlife by creating a parallel market and boost overall demand for wildlife animal products. Experts also fear Myanmar's lack of capacity to regulate the trade raises the risk of disease spillover to human from animal and even the next covid-19 the convention on international trade in endangered species does allow captive breeding for certain endangered species but only under strict regulations but myanmar's ability to police the trade is disputed and country risks following in the footstep of thailand and vietnam which have lost much of their wildlife The forest department said that the new list was drawn up in full adherence with the law and after consultation with conservation groups, academics and experts in the field. But conservationists fear the rule change risks all the progress Myanmar has made in recent years to end the illegal wildlife trade. I hope all of you enjoyed this podcast. We will keep posting such content every week. Please like, share and subscribe or follow us to stay updated. Also please support us on Patreon to show appreciation towards our young team that creates and provides such informative content. Link is mentioned below in the description. Thank you and see you next time.